0: Hey, everybody. It's Mark Dilcom with Radical Love Live. And Kelly Wilson, also with Radical Love Live. Indeed. Hey, Kelly. Kelly's going to ask me a question. What's that question, Kelly? What is up with you in your spiritual life this week? A lot. <laughs> I'm in the uh, program of um, with Shalem Institute of Spiritual Formation, Studying Contemplative Meditation. It's an 18-month program. One of the requirements that's in the, uh, in the uh, uh, program is, is that I have a spiritual director. I had not had one before the the program. And quite honestly I was resistant to the idea. So I was I was out there fishing around for a spiritual director and what do I want and what's this experience going to be like? I will tell you that actually I think this has been one of the best things that I have done for my own faith. Yeah. It has taken me places that I would never have done. And yes, I am blessed that he is very good at what he does. But Where that has got me thinking uh, to answer that question, what's on my mind right now, it's about the dualistic mind and what is that all about? And we live in a world and we have for quite some time where we frame things in uh, yes, no, black, white, true, false, good, evil, all of that. And I see spirituality and in my case, the Christian faith, A lot of times we do the same. And I've been guilty of doing that as well. And it's been rather enlightening and actually has been um, very uncomfortable. And I'm glad that it is uncomfortable because I found myself actually trying to define who is a Christian and who isn't Uh from my Uh worldview. And that's not easy, and I'm finding that Who am I to do that? And I'm still processing through that, but I embrace, if somebody says that they are a Christian, then I will believe that they are. We may not agree, and I may vehemently disagree with their beliefs on how it might affect another person, but they are family to me within that Christian family, and so therefore I will honor their dignity even though I can disagree with them, mm-hmm. then that is where I go back to the dualistic mind. Now I'm not the first person to think of this. Richard Rohr and many others, over the centuries, as contemplatives. This is why we do have contemplative meditation. Is it breaks us free from the dualistic mind, and we're in an open space where there is this openness. There's just simply there is nothing defined inside that space, and I'm very familiar with that, and I practice contemplative meditation, not just because of the program I'm in, but that's how I even came back to my faith was through meditation. But the dualism and and how, even though I'm aware of it, how does it affect us? And it's pervasive in our our society, and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, wow, this really, it's in so many faith systems. It is the way we look at others, and Unfortunately, what will also happen from that, and this is where I'm really going, where the uncomfortable part, but I'm just being flat out honest on myself, telling on myself, is I have the amazing ability of being superior about it, too. Like, <laughs> I'm on the right side. <laughs> and and I'm realizing I, I actually should not be that way. <laughs> right. I hear you. It's So that's what I'm thinking there. about this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a lot to think about, I think. Yeah, How about you? What are you what's, go, what's going on with you and your spirituality, and what are you thinking about?
1: Well, you know, I've been thinking about the answer to this, and now you've given me a little bit more fodder to tie yeah, sure. a couple different threads together that sure. we've been talking about. Because um, when we, it comes to that dualism, um, I was we were talking about this earlier. Just last night, I was listening to a podcast. It was um, Aaron Nequist's Eternal Current podcast. He was talking with Canon yeah. Stephanie Spellers, and they were talking about this kind of either-or that you either had to be one thing or another oh, and defining yourself in terms of so what you're not. Yes, you yes. know. And I've often thought about it in terms of my upbringing as evangelical, yeah. now I'm in a really progressive congregation and kind of looking even beyond that as yeah. to what next. And that was one of the drivers behind when I was originally thinking about what became Radical Love Live, right. um, was that I was always thinking for people out there that are outside the church, who've left the church, they really just need to know that Christianity can be a little better, a little more inclusive, a little cooler than what they remembered it being, yeah. and it was and I was coming from that kind of ex evangelical standpoint of of that kind of like we're not that kind of christian <laughs> <laughs> we're We're the other kind of Christian,
0: whatever that other kind is um,
1: yeah and you know I was listening to this the podcast last mm-hmm. night about you know letting go of some of those labels that hold us back that having to be x something doesn't allow you to fully realize all the different parts of, so of myself yeah. that i've got great things from all the different traditions that i've been a part of even when i was in the wilderness and didn't really know what my tradition is there's a certain skepticism that also fuels all of this yeah. so that's what i've been thinking about because you know i'm thinking about radical love live and it's when I see where the numbers are going for churches and what what's happening with institutions that just, just changing the music isn't going to be enough to change yeah. the direction that we really need to innovate and think about something brand new, even as we hold on to all these other traditions. So, and your talk about dualism kind of got me thinking about oh, that, excellent. that I was, I was, always like, I couldn't be that thing and I wanted to reach people and say, hey, we're not that thing either. But in reality, it's it's a lot different
0: than that. Absolutely. And, you know, and I encourage uh, any of our listeners to really explore the notion of dualism and think about it. It is how we lead our lives in this current culture that we have, even as simple as like win-lose. I'm not saying that win-lose is bad. It's great. Competition is a good thing. I have no problems with the fact that I played Little League Baseball uh, as a kid, you know, and one of the teams had to win and one of the teams didn't lose. But at the end of the day, we all went to the Dairy Queen and got ice cream. So I guess we were all winners, right? But as we get into adulthood and things get a little bit more serious, we do work on this zero-sum mentality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. spirituality, faith, religion, it, whatever phrase you want to use, it has crept into that. And uh, I think is probably one of our biggest issues. And, I, and honestly, I think about myself when I was out in the wilderness and – was a self-described agnostic and atheist too. I was still spiritual, so you know, even <laughs> even I couldn't. I was atheist only because I was angry. It was like I, I didn't know that there was another way to frame it. Some might say, well, today that's what we call spiritual, but not religious. I'm not saying that. We like boxes. We like to put things in in a in a, in a construct that we can uh, understand it. And that's why you know it seems that the human mind enjoys things. But spirituality of all things, dualism is really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but believe that if we looked back over the last several hundred years of the Christian church all the way back to the, the enlightenment and where we are today, a lot of that is based on dualism and defining what is good and what's evil. And is this not why we live in the world in which we do? Why we're asking these kinds of questions? What is faith? And why doesn't religion work anymore? We're just simply asking these questions. Yeah. So that's what I've got going on. <laughs> There's a lot, to, a lot going on. Right? Yeah. I'm
1: puzzling over that dualism is a bad thing. Is it fall into the good-bad dichotomy? Of <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it not itself it's dualistic? <laughs> it's, it's, that's right. It's dualism all the way down. Yeah. I could definitely see where there are some people, certain theologies— would react to this conversation about dualism and say, well, aren't we really just talking about right and wrong? Are
0: you trying to say that there is no such thing as right and wrong, trying that's to blend true. them together? Right, right. No, that's very true. And and I'm not suggesting that because at some level, I yes, there is right and wrong, that there's some things in life that we understand that is not acceptable in any kind of conventional sense, whether that's Harming another person, the the list could be made up extremely long. So I don't think we have to have. Well, it's okay to kill this one person and say it's not. You know, it's not okay for another. I, I I, I don't think that's necessary. Well, and there's definitely. I've I've been involved in in some debates.
1: And conversations that have gone both ways where people are using, you know, in my case, they're using biblical texts to say, this justifies the killing of these people in these circumstances, when they're breaking my house, when I'm in a war or whatever. Right. And True. then somebody True. else who's like, yep. no, the the life is precious. You have to, you know, you have to protect it at all costs. Correct. And neither one of these conversations are acknowledging the fact that our life is really complicated and that. It's very hard to walk out every day with a rule that says this is right and this is wrong and this is right and this is wrong rather than going out with an attitude that says I'm going to be guided by this principle and I'm going to use that to measure what I do and what I don't do or what I accept and what I don't accept, which is I think a little bit different than dualism. Oh, well, absolutely. I'm, I'm going I to go you're... out with an attitude of love and...
0: See how the day works out. Would you not say, isn't that the third way as some uh, s- some systems uh. Uh, define it, right? Where you don't have to make that choice, but you simply find the better path. And and we go out into our day, into our life, doing the best thing we hope we can do, knowing that it will never be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. That's part of the process of forgiveness, both Mm -hmm. of others Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. of forgiveness of ourselves, Mm -hmm. acknowledging them when we make these mistakes, that we learn something from that. But it's all in kind of that space where, you know, we don't have to say, well, that was good or that was bad or whatever.
1: Right, right. And we don't have to go out and burn an animal at the end of the day to make sure that we're <laughs> ritually and sacrificially clean, we know that we can accept forgiveness because it's already been given to us as a gift. It's, and it's hard for a human to do that. Like, that I want to do a, a dance or play with some beads or something or is something that tells me, like, I have a certificate that says that I'm forgiven. It's hard to do it with faith, but But we have to do it with faith.
0: We do. All right. And and that's a very good point. And and you were thinking, as you just mentioned, the the ritual sacrifice. I'm thinking, oh, well, that's true. And it's not like this is just a 21st century uh, issue. It's not been around uh, then. It goes way back into human history. uh, This need for acceptance and getting right with, in this case, God or whatever, was defined in uh, appeasing the gods.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that comes from that kind of dualistic, I'm either I'm unclean or I'm clean, I'm in sin, I'm not in sin. Um, so I, I, I definitely think that those, certainly in some theologies, are still resonating today. I mean, that's you can open the newspaper and see it. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it, it's still
0: an issue. Very much so. Yeah.
1: Now, you talk about our, our journeys. There was definitely a part of my journey where letting go of having to have it all figured out is really the thing that brought me back yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. And the journey that we're on with Radical Love Live has shown me that in the last few years, I, I might have also, I might have gotten into a comfortable spot of having having it all figured out again, just in a different way.
0: Right. And now it's challenging me to, to keep exploring,
1: which is good, because that's what I've always challenged everybody else to keep doing. So.
0: That's true. I don't know who has said it, uh, but uh, probably more than one person that we don't change when we're comfortable. It's only discomfort Mm -hmm. that provokes change.
1: That's right. And that's, I'm definitely trying to stay uncomfortable.